Okay, you've just finished creating the visual part of your video, and you're thinking, now I'll lay my favorite music into the audio track, and my video will be perfect. Uh-uh, stop right there. You shouldn't do that. Why? Stay tuned, because in this episode, number 2123, Bill and Sean Johnston, the CG Bros, will be doing a deep dive into the subject of using music in videos when they answer the commonly asked question, why can't I just use my favorite music in my video on the CG Bros CG Insider Podcast. Well, hello, and welcome to another CG Insider Podcast, episode number 2123. Uh, in today's podcast, we're going to answer uh, some questions that uh, you've been asking about music in your videos. Uh, if you're new to the podcast, welcome aboard. And if you're returning, welcome back. It's great to see you again. Uh, we're the CG Bros. I'm Bill Johnston, one of your hosts for today's podcast. And I'm Sean Johnston, the other. And have you ever wondered what the rules of the road are about using uh, music or your favorite music in, in a YouTube video or on your website? Uh, have you heard talk about what licensing is and you know, how do you know what license to get or even if you need one? Um, we're going to try to answer some of these commonly asked questions uh, today. Um, we also wanted to start off by letting you know that, uh, of course, we're not lawyers and we aren't definitely not giving you any legal advice, but uh, we can tell you some things that we've learned along the way, maybe some tips. Um, but uh, thanks for asking the questions on our Ask Us Anything page on the cgrails.com. By the end of this podcast, uh, you'll learn, hopefully, some valuable insights we've learned along the way about what kind of music and licenses are and when and where to use those and just a little bit of history about it. We'll try and touch on some uh, different types of music uh, uh, licenses again and if you want to create your own and what software uh, you, you can use to create them. Create your uh, own music, not your own licenses, right? <laughs> yeah, of course. Yes, yes, definitely. Uh, so be sure uh, to stay tuned to the end of the podcast where we'll be uh, presenting this month's video of the month. So, bro, let's get to it. Why can't I just use my favorite music in my videos? You know, that's a that's a, a really interesting question. I, I will say that, you know, we have to qualify this a little bit and say, you know, you, you can use your favorite music in your videos as long as you don't uh, show them to anybody, <laughs> basically. Arr, I said it was I thought it was because we ain't no pirates. Well, that's that's true. <laughs> not, well, not only the CG bro is anti, you know, piracy advocates, we we, uh, you know, at least for our channel, uh, you know, why we don't take, uh, we need music licenses for films that are, that go on our channel anyway, is because, uh, we need to be able to show YouTube, you know, documentary proof that the, the, you know, the person who gave us the video has obtained a valid music license. Cause that's, that's what YouTube requires. And so we need to be able to provide that documentation or, or proof, you know, when it's demanded by a third party. So like, <clears throat> for instance, in a copyright claim or or something where we're having to take action to protect the, the copyright of the video. Yes. And, uh, you know, if you buy a mu digital music track, for example, you know, from iTunes or some other online competitor, and uh, you don't own that music. Um, instead, you're just buying a license to play that track or album. Um, and that license comes with an extremely limited set of rights. So um, I, it was inter very interesting to me when we're going through all the videos that we've, you know, for the last uh, 10, 10 years or so, um, just how much we've learned over the time, that time about music copyright. And, um, you know, back in the day, it was every single person was putting copyrighted music on, on their music uh, videos. And it was, uh, it wasn't being flagged until there started to become, it just got, you know, obviously when YouTube just became bigger and bigger and bigger, it started to become a huge problem. 
Well, it's um, funny, you know, when I when we were younger and, and we were buying CDs, and you know, I still buy CDs now and now and then. But you do, you know, <laughs> well, you know, I yeah, I've, so, so I'm nostalgic in that way. Um, but you know, the 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 thing that I didn't realize at the time was you're you're buying the right to listen to the the music. You're, you're not buying that. You can't sell that. I mean, there was a big there was a big controversy about reselling of uh, CDs because um, the you know you're basically reselling the music, and it was in a digital form. It was a you know lossless, and so um, you know the the music industry was all up in arms about uh, allowing people to you know that, that's why one of the reasons why they resisted uh, they resisted having you know c- uh, CDs for a long time because it had such a high level of quality and that they could be copied or transferred without you know i mean they, they had a pretty good gig going with the vinyl record business Did, yeah didn't they have um when a digital audio tapes first came mm-hmm. out i mean way back even before cds it was digital audio tapes right the dats yeah, yeah they're more for backing up computers and stuff like that but yeah yeah they do you know what's interesting is um it, um i didn't realize that there's a you know you're talking about cds and dvds and um you know you bought it you own it um, you know, kind of thing was like a first sale doctrine. I, I didn't even know that existed, but that's right, kind of, right. it covered CDs and DVDs, but the first sale doctrine uh, only applies to tangible goods. It does not um, uh, for digital music and downloads like movies and TV shows that those do not apply. And there's a whole set of uh, different rights with that, um, with digital content. Right. So if you're, if you're making a home video or something, you can, you can, you can put your, you can have a, a, the radio on in the background. It's, it's having all kinds of music. You can put any kind of music track you want on there as long as it's for your, you know, own person, basically for your own personal, uh, you know, use. There's, there's, you know, been some challenges to that. Uh, and, and people are always discovering more rights with their digital assets. And so, you know, who's to say what the future is going to bring, but, uh, you know, so, so from that point of view, as long as no one else, you know, you're not going to distribute it, uh, especially for any kind of profit, um, then then you're probably good to go uh, with using your own music. But that's that's about it. Yeah, it's funny. Um, some of the stuff we've learned was uh, even if you have samples, you know, just just like maybe five, six, seven, eight seconds, even even shorter. If it's if you can, you know, recognize that that digital um, content ID, you know, signature. Um, it'll get flagged, even samples. So you have to be really, really careful. You know, it's kind of funny that, uh, you know, legal, you know, there's been legal issues around music and musicians and and one musician stealing the lyrics or the music of another musician and then, uh, you know, going on to have, you know, the stolen song, you know, sell millions of uh, copies or something. Oh, yeah. Um, Not not too long ago, uh, George Harrison, I don't know if you remember, uh, George was the first member of the Beatles to have a number one um, hit single with when, when they broke up called My Sweet Lord in a 1970, I think it was, um, from his album um, All Things Must Pass. And the problem was that it was so close to the uh, chiffon song, He's So Fine, that uh, a lawsuit resulted. And so he went to court and you know, the Judge Owen, who was uh, presiding, listened, you know, uh, to both songs, analyzed both songs, heard testimony by George Harrison and other expert witnesses, you know, from both sides. And he ruled that, you know, that it was perfectly obvious to the to any listener that in uh, musical terms, anyway, that the two songs were virtually identical. So, well, yeah, I hope they brought in a really nice hi-fi stereo so he could hear that. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, the funny thing, the, the most amazing thing I about this, Sean, was the, you know, it, it it seemed very subjective. It, the, the judge found that you know Harrison wasn't lying when 
you know, he told the court that the song came out of his mind. He just made it up. So, mm-hmm. you know, but uh, the judge said he subconsciously plagiarized the song. Um, he, this is what he said, quote, did Harrison deliberately use the music of He's So Fine? I do not believe he did so deliberately. Nevertheless, it's clear that My Sweet Lord is the very same song as He's So Fine with different words. And Harrison had access to He's So Fine. So this is, under the law, an infringement of copyright and is no less even though it was subconsciously accomplished, unquote. Wow. wow. <laughs> so, so even if you don't know know it, you could be, uh, you know, hey, I, I I never heard that song, but, you know, I always to show you. Go ahead. Yeah, I know. I, I always, it, it does. I, I always, uh, you know, when I'm doing art and, you know, drawing or something like that out of my own mind, I'm thinking, okay, how much of this is my own stuff or just pieces of, of other artists over the years, you know, uh, you know, to create this, that this artwork that I'm doing, you always think of that, um, behind the scenes or movies you've seen or something like that. You know? Yeah. If you're being original or if you're actually, you know, and we've even seen that in some submissions to our channel, some, some videos that were very similar to each other. And one, you know, uh, I think one, one had to do with crash dummies or something. And, um, yeah, there was a little, oh, yeah. little, little, little trouble with that. Um, yes. No, even do. even Led Zeppelin um, had a, appropriated some riffs, or they've said that Led Zeppelin appropriated some riffs and some lyrics from some Willie Dixon songs. Uh, yeah, didn't the they? Didn't so. they uh, plagiarize um, the Devil? The, you know, <laughs> in one of their songs. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, well, uh, I, yeah. well, you know, and even Rob Thicke's what is it? Blurred Lines. From just you know to bring in a recent example, mm-hmm. um, they they had an infringement case that, that was brought against them and they lost. Um, and they appealed it, and uh, it was it was they, they ended up having to pay damages to Marvin Gaye yes. uh, because of his song uh, "What Got to Give It Up." Right, and so you know it's, it's, it's you know go ahead. No, sorry, go ahead. I was going to say there's a there's a another funny one as um, John Fogerty of, of of Credence. Did you did you hear about that one where he um, actually found himself? Um, I remember something accused of self plagiarism um, because he had a, a song um, in Credence that. Um, uh, that was similar to a song that he had created with his uh, when he was on his um, his new album, um, "Old Man Down the Road." Wow! And and um, it was funny because he actually brought in his guitar to the witness stand, and he he played excerpts from both songs, and he persuaded the court um, <laughs> that it was totally different, and the composition sounded, even though they sounded similar, there were two distinct compositions. You know, it's amazing how history and, and song litigation and, and how the legal system works around music and copyright. Um, you know, why don't we bring it kind of into the into the realm of, of the digital realm, something kind of kind of newer. I mean, uh, you mean what started it all? Really? Yeah, what, start, what started it all? What started I, piracy? Well, this piracy? this is my personal opinion. I mean, it's probably true, of course. Uh, no, but Napster, Napster for me. You know, when I when I came in, you know, to being in 1998, 1999. Well, there were two brothers who started that. Isn't it? it was name was Sean, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, unfortunately, uh, yeah, yeah. He spells this differently <laughs> than me. Yeah. yeah, but uh, yeah, I mean, they have this the peer to peer service that they started, and there was a music, you know, music sharing. People would rip their CDs, throw it up on this peer to peer service, and it exploded. I mean, at one point, I think they had almost like 80 million users, and that's 1999, 1998 time frame. That's amazing. And, yeah, that's uh, incredible. And so I remember. When that happened, I was like, oh, this is amazing. This is great. I can get yeah, any free song. music, free music. That's right. I get, yeah, I can get any song I want and stuff that I listened to in the 80s. And it was like, oh, this is so great. Um, but eventually they they got sued by the, the record industry and, and got shut down. So, uh, 
I would say it started then is when all this really started to come to, uh oh, we got we really got to do something to protect, um, you know, the rights of the, um, the the record labels and the artists and things like that. Yeah, absolutely. You know, they were they were actually, you know, I think they're still around today. Um, they were purchased by a, I think from bankruptcy by a company called Roxio in 2002, and I I, I think there's. They're still. I think they're a legitimate music streaming service today, uh, mostly used in Europe. I think, hmm. um, but they've had quite a ride. But, but yeah, that's that 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 was uh, that lawsuit was brought out brought about by the Recording Industry Association of America. I mean, they 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 were really hot on the trail of getting royalties and having people you know use the use the music or you know without paying their fair share, if you will. Um, yeah, it's funny because even before 1972, there was no copyright protection for any sound recordings. Oh, no. um, at least not on the federal level. And um, it, it, I had no idea of that. Uh, it was pretty interesting that uh, now because of the kind whole, of the Wild West. Yeah. Because of this whole, you know, I think the last um, I was looking at the history of, of copyright and the last one was right around like 1956 where they had like a major, um, uh, you know, legal um, you know, issuance of what what's right for like, uh, you know, performing rights and. And then the next thing was like 42 years later was like 1998, 1999 timeframe when the, the DMCA was put into place. Yeah, I mean, every, and everybody needs their cut. Not only do the musicians, the performers need their cut, the, the writer, the songwriters need their cut, the, the, the uh, composers need their cut, the uh, studios need their cut, the executives need their cut. I mean, it's so when, when, you know, when people are ripping off music or listening to it for free, there's a... You know, there were a lot of people with their their hands out looking to get a piece of of that. Uh, you know, I mean, they didn't. A lot of musicians, you know, create music out of the goodness of their own heart. But you know, a lot of them are doing it to. You know, that's how they make their living. And you know, not to not be paid. You know, when your music is being used as you know, you know, is not fair. You know, when when especially for, you know, when you're talking about trying to compensate you know creative individuals these days, and especially you know to your point about you know them really not having any means to you know. Other than the music label to protect them, and the, and you know they're the ones who are who are getting all the money. So, you know, I think in this digital age where there's digital assets and and you know there's uh, you know uh, different avenues for you to, to get your, your your music out there. You know, it's changed the landscape's changed quite a bit, especially nice. with all the d- delivery systems. Yeah, exactly. And how nice is it um, that now they can not necessarily rely on um, the big record industries. Um, you know, recording industry uh, to get their music out there. There's all, like you said, there's all these different uh, avenues for them to get their, you know, either Instagram or, you know, TikTok or something to put a, a little snippet of something out there and then and then get it to go viral. And then people will go, oh, I want that song. I want that song. I mean, that's that's really cool. But well, let's move into, um, you know, maybe maybe some of the licenses. Uh, do you want to talk about any of the? Well, yeah, uh, I like the I like the copyright free license. Um, and I'm kind of joking there. There is no such thing as copyright free music because once. What do you mean by that? Well, the the rule is is and this is true. You know, most people don't know this, but uh, once you once you record a file, once you hit the save button on a digital file, a copyright is created by law. You know, you didn't have to do anything. You didn't have to know about it. You didn't have to approve it. You didn't have to. You know, once once you hit that save button and that file is created, there's a copyright created by law that's associated with that file that can be that can be managed and um, so you know when you you know you think you're just pulling pieces of music from here and there or you you know you're just going to borrow a piece of that you know because it's 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 you know free quote copyright free there's no such thing 
Yes. I mean, I agree with you that there's the, the Royal, that's the hardest part. I think when we were trying to figure this whole thing out, because it seems to be moving all over the place, then you have different music, um, you know, distribution services or places that you can buy music online that says uh, royalty free. Yeah. I thought um, royalty free and copyright free were the same thing when I first started uh, doing, you know, getting into this. Right. And even, you know, you've got your master and your sync licenses. Well, what's that? And, and okay, well then what about your performance licenses? And can I use this to do my podcast? Can I use this to do my, 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 my short film? You know, how many times can I use it? I mean, all these different things are in there. And so, you know, a, a good a good thing to do is to actually just read the license. Um, go to some of these places um, and and look at what their exact license is because they can you can buy something and you're not really sure about what exactly you can do with that. Um, we've yes, had people so- we people have, I'm sorry we've had people that have have purchased master license for use to use in their film, but then they don't have the sync license, so they cannot. Um, so the company um, that or the recording, uh, the original recorder of that music owns that master license, but does not and claims it and copyright claims it, yeah. even though you've purchased that master, he didn't have a sync license for it. So you know, there's, there's a lot of different uh, license choices, and it really depends on on the type of, you know, what you're going to put the music, the piece of music, that, what type of use you're going to put the music to. Mm-hmm. I know, you know most people don't realize that, you know, when you go and you watch your favorite, you know, cover bands down at the bar, they, they, they're they're paying a, a licensing fee for to play all the all the current hits that they're they're playing cover tunes for. They're 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 required to do that. I mean, even uh, you know businesses, you you you're, technically, you know, you're not allowed to to play music in the business. You're supposed to be getting a license for that when you're you know listening you know in a in an elevator or something, and you've got the Muzak playing. You know, that's that's a music service. That's that's to avoid a lot of that is to avoid copyright uh, paying a you know large copyright fees. You know when you're um, you know, listen. It, it, when you're at work and you're you're listening to the to you know the music over the intercom, that that should that should all be licensed, you know, by the company. Especially, I mean, all businesses need to, you know, that's that's not something a business can do. If, they, if they're doing that, they're breaking the law. Technically, yeah. I wonder. Um, I know a lot of people are now using Pandora, and I think they've got their. I didn't check out their licenses, so I can't really say. But I was just thinking about the way you're speaking about Pandora or um, Spotify while you're listening to it at a, at let's say, you know, an uh, auto shop or, you know, wherever you are, let's say, I always seem to hear this music, well, what are you guys listening to? And, or, you know, you traditionally you'd see it at maybe a, a restaurant or something, but, you know, um, according to the musickitchen.com, um, mm-hmm. just so you guys know that, or you, uh, sync license allows the music user to use a particular piece of music in conjunction with the visual, uh, visual media, such as a motion picture, television production, video, or advertising commercial. For example, if um, Verizon wants to use uh, ACDC's song, like you said, cover, Back in Black for a TV advertising campaign, um, it has to get a sync license from the publisher of the song. So a master recording license, also called the master use license, is needed for obtaining permission to use a particular sound recording of recording of a song. In the example, I just, yeah, that's like actually using the ACDC song itself as opposed to redoing, remaking it. And and so in that example, if you use a master use license is needed to use the ACDC, ACDC version of the song. So if Verizon wanted to get a different artist to record the song, they would just need, um, they wouldn't need the master license from ACDC's publisher. They only need a sync license. So if that's confusing, hopefully it wasn't, but that was, uh, uh, very interesting to me. 
Well, you know, and if, if people are, you know, really concerned about, uh, you know, licensing and what, you know, because licensing music can actually be quite expensive. I mean, you'd be surprised. You could pay several thousand dollars to license a music track, uh, especially the more popular it is. Uh, 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 so, you know, you can you can get them for certain uses just for YouTube or you can buy licenses for a use in, in film, you know, that can be, you know, it, it just really depends on the type of. You know, some are, some music is just uh, you know allowed to be used in podcasting. So, you know, right. like you said, you need to really, you know, there's so many sli- you know slices of the license now that you got to you know start try to get educated on on which license you need because if you have the wrong license and you you paid for it, you know that that's an unfortunate situation. Yes, and then you've also got um, Creative Commons. So a lot of people will say, okay, well, I d- I have a Creative Commons license, and so it's okay to put that in my my music. Well. You, there's also different types of Creative Commons licenses. There's some that are commercial, um, commercial free, or, or commercial where you can use them for commercial purposes. But then there's a lot that are non-commercial. So you have to look at the individual uh, Creative Commons licenses uh, specifically for what you can and can't do. And then, um, you know, hopefully, uh, you know, there's because there's a lot of websites out there that have uh, free music. Um, and just be, just because you're giving credit to somebody is, is not a, is not a license, you know, permission to use their music. Correct. Yeah. I mean, even Creative Commons. I mean, they their their license for a majority of that is uh, you know attribution, simple attribution. But you also have to make sure that it's it's um, uh, commercial. Uh, you can use it for commercial purposes as well, or you are basically breaking that license term. So, um, yep. Well, in case you don't want to buy your music, or, or, you, or you, maybe you're not a musician, uh, are there other options for for somebody to to get a hold of music for their their videos? Um, I, I, something that comes to my mind is is uh, music. Uh, there's a there's a site out there called Filmstro, which is pretty amazing. That that uh, you know can create a whole series of of uh, tracks for you. Uh, you know, depending on the mood of the you know. You can change the mood. You can change the tempo. You can change the speed, and it kicks out a uh, a music track for your for your video. It's it's pretty pretty sweet sweet. Uh, you know, I think it's geared mostly towards film scores and stuff like that, but definitely worth a look. Yes, that 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 particular software is really amazing. It it and it's actually gotten from the beginning when it first came out. Um, it was there was limited um, tracks you could get, and now um, it it's gotten much much robust, uh, much more robust. You have a lot more to choose from, and what's what what Bill's saying is. Um, it allows you to to edit the music in real time by adjusting, like you said, the momentum, te- depth, and power. So you you have these sliders um, for a song, particular song, and it allows you to create a, a unique music track. Um, and in fact, they have a Premiere plugin um, that you can actually plug in and, with this uh, Filmstro, and you can add it. You know, because when you're doing the the depth of power sliders, you can um, move those up and down by doing that. It adds more instruments or takes them away or adds more drums, you know, piano, those kind of things. Um, and it's really, it's, it's, it's pretty cool. It's really cool. I, I highly recommend that. Um, there's a bunch of websites out there that you can get, you know, really 100% royalty free, copyright free, you know, music out there um, to use in your, your uh, short films, your, your reels. Um, there's so many, you know, in addition to YouTube itself, they've got YouTube itself has its own audio library that you can pick from. Um, and you can also monetize that uh, with your your uh, films or your video. You know, I, I don't want to forget. You know, there's there's a lot of AI solutions uh, for audio that are that are being uh, created and are really? available out there. Yeah, they'll they'll compose a completely new musical work for you. All you have to do is really, uh, you know, based you know, choose the style you want. Uh, 
you know, choose, you know, you could even choose a person, you know, in some, in some person's style. Um, but you have to, of course, like I was mentioning before, you have to be careful. It's not too close to that person's music because, you know, you might risk a lawsuit. So, you know, try, try to be, you know, as original as you can, but yeah, you can choose, you choose the, the keys that you want, uh, you know, the chord progression and you, you throw it in there and, and uh, it'll cook it up and out, out comes a nice little piece. You know, I mean, it, it, the quality, you know, who knows how, you know, you might have to go through the, the machine a couple of times to get exactly what you want, but, um, you know, it's pretty sweet that AI can even do that. Uh, I think it's pretty amazing. Yeah. I know a lot of the, uh, um, a lot of the websites, um, out there, we we're talking about, um, where creative commons or music is out there. You know, a lot of it is not incredible, um, you know, really well done music that you would, you know, like, let's say you want to do a, um, you want to do a soundtracky type um, trailer music that's got a lot of, um, you know, orchestral band and, and in just, a world. yeah. It, well, yeah, I'm just huge. Um, lots of instruments. It sounds like a, a, a huge, um, orchestra, those things you're really going to kind of get, um, you're going to pay for that. Um, in my opinion, envato has got really good a service, you know, it's 16 bucks, 16 50 a month for unlimited downloads. Um, however, when you're using that music, mm. Um, you have to, each time you use it for a different project or a different video or different, you know, even have uh, for their, their art that you can download as well. Um, you have to, you have to use it for one, it's a single specific use license. So you have to register it again and you get a different, uh, different number for it. Uh, Epidemic sound also is really, I mean, really killer good. Killer tracks too. Does killer tracks have some good, good stuff? You know, I don't know if killer tracks is still around. I think they were, they're purchased by, um, universal i think okay, okay. um but uh yeah i mean th there's a lot of those where you can just do you know a monthly fee i mean relatively i mean uh you know like 20 bucks a month for your your basic hey i don't want to get uh popped on youtube for this um you know using this copyrighted music or i don't want to claim on it and i want to be able to monetize it um you can do that um, there's a place called take tones is another one that does that and they've got um, $39, $99. And then if you want to just basically have unlimited or what they call enterprise, um, a lot of these places have that where it's almost 800 bucks a month and you can use it for whatever. Yeah, some of them are very affordable, but like you said, you really, sometimes searching around and finding the right piece. And then once you find it, you know, sometimes they're really pricey. So it's, 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 it's not, you know, it's not free and, it, and no. it's not, you know, time you know from a time perspective either for that matter and, and and that's why you know i do like uh back to what you said before was filmstro because you can it'll keep playing oh you know as long as you're you're not limited by the the time that you've got for a particular shot let's say you're doing in a movie you can actually it, it'll keep playing that and you can keep going up and down it'll just keep going and, and it's really neat how you can <laughs> do that and it's it's perfectly uh you when you stop your you know your clip in that you're at whatever editing software you're using, um, After Effects or Premiere, or whatever, Final Cut, um, you can actually get it to, to work um, perfectly time for that. I, actually, I, I think the only plugin they have right now is uh, for Premiere Pro. So um, anyway. Great, great. Sounds, sounds cool. Uh, you know, I think it's time for us to, to talk about the video of the month. We promised that we'd kind of uh, if you stuck around to the end, that we'd go ahead and, and uh, drum roll, an announce them out of the way. Exactly, <laughs> drum roll, please. Um, so the winner of uh, of June's video of the month uh, is uh, a film called First Step. It's a sci-fi short film. Uh, it's directed by uh, Dong Yip Lee. Uh, it's matte painted by uh, Jun Young Choi. 
Uh, it's modeled and rigged and composited, uh, animated and rendered by Yang Seok Kim. Uh, the effects and procedural modeling was uh, done by Minkyu Lee and uh, uh, some other look dev and other some compositing and lighting was done by Mina Oh. I think, yeah, that that was a very, very good movie. I, I, I mean, good film, good film, short film. I, I think it got, what, right around 51,000 views uh, Yeah, 51, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's quite a, pretty amazing, actually. Yeah, I really, I, I liked the the, the visuals. Um, I thought the, they were fantastic, the modeling, the environments. Um, what'd you think of that? You know, I liked it. I liked it. You know, the, the synopsis says it's an, an expression of feelings that ordinary humans could not experience from leaving Earth to reaching the moon and by expressing the vastness and beauty of the universe and paying homage to the movie First Man and the actual Apollo 11 project as well. Um, it got not only 51,000, uh, over 51,000 views, it got 103 uh, more than 103 comments and, and over 1,600 likes. That's great. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. I, I love also the breakdown they did at the end of, uh, end of it, showing how well, they put the scenes together. Yeah, let's go ahead and read some of the comments uh, that were uh, made by viewers after watching the video. Okay, uh, let's see. George Schumacher, or Shoemaker. Sorry if I mispronounced your names. Uh, he says, um, I don't know what I don't know how long it took to, to do this project to get the final rendering. Uh, the many details, textures, light setup, story, and much more. Great work. Thanks for your cre creativity. Uh, Strega Hex uh, wrote, uh, everyone talks about the concept and visuals, but what about the sound? It was way, way more incredible and outstanding than most Hollywood films. Amazing project. The experience and feelings I got after watching First Step will last for eons. And that's, a, that's really a great point uh, about sound design. And we're going to cover that in our next podcast, by the way. Yes, absolutely. You know, it's funny. Um, the, uh, Tony Fletcher goes, fantastic animation, wonderfully rendered, great storyline. Only thing I could change is is, uh, is to lose the moon rover. They did not have one of the Apollo 11. Oh, that's 11. a good point. I, that's, yeah, well, that's a small technicality. Well, it came on. away from the production. Oh, no, no. Who, who, you know, even though it came in later missions. Come on now. Uh, and uh, Camille McKittrick says, uh, I remember the awe I felt that has never left me. The awe I feel that this rendering will just be added to it. Thank you. I, she must be talking about uh, seeing it in person um, as a kid. I don't know. Thanks, Camille, for the comments. Um, you know, we really appreciate you being with us uh, for our podcast this week and hope you enjoyed our discussion today about what some of the rules of the road are, so to speak, as they relate to using music in general and, and uh, using music uh, in any video you're creating. Um, please keep the questions coming. Uh, we hope you learned some of the history uh, that we talked about, uh, about music copyright and what some of your options are for you know, using music and getting the right license and what, what the different types of music, uh, music licenses uh, are that are out there. And we, heard you we hope you learned a little bit about you know, some of the products that can help you, know, use, you can use to you know, create music or, or get some music if you're, if you're not a musician yourself and um, you know, stuff you can add to your soon-to-be-viral uh, soon video. So if you like this podcast and found it valuable, please share it with some of your friends. And in case you didn't know, we do one of these podcasts, uh, the CG Insider, every week uh, based on your questions. And we cover different subjects related to the creation and business of uh, 3D and CGI animation and digital VFX, uh, as well as some other interesting subjects that you, know, you guys have been bringing to our attention. Also, if you've uh, got a question you'd like to discuss on one of our podcasts, uh, it's easy to let us know by either leaving it in the comments section below, if you're watching us on YouTube, or you can head over to our website at thecgrose.com to tell us about, or to, to go to the Ask Us About Us Anything, uh, about us, excuse me, and ask us anything. That's easy for you to say. 
Uh, also, be sure to hit the like button or even the unlike button and tell us why in the comments. Um, subscribe to our YouTube channel to get more great entertainment content from other podcasts to the award-winning 3D animated shorts. We have a ton of them on there. Um, if it's your first time with us for this podcast, uh, be sure to click the notification bell so you'll be notified as soon as we publish a new video. And as a reminder, you can also find an audio version of this podcast on all major podcast platforms as well. We really look forward to seeing you back here for next week's podcast, episode 2124, where we'll be answering the important question, why is sound design so important? That's, that sounds amazing. Till next time, take care. That's it for today. We hope you've enjoyed the CG Pro's answer to the question, why can't I just use my favorite music in my video? Thanks for being with us. If you're watching on YouTube or other social media, please give us a like and make a comment. If you haven't yet subscribed, please hit the subscribe button and ring the bell so you'll be notified when we post our next podcast. You can listen to our podcasts on SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, Audible.com, and Stitcher. If you're listening on Spotify, you can now share the podcast to Facebook, Twitter, and Tumblr with the share link. That's the circle with the three dots in it. You can contact us on our website at thecgbros.com and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Pinterest, Tumblr, and Instagram. Oh, and don't forget to tell all your friends about this podcast series and be sure not to miss the next episode when the CG Bros will answer the question, why is sound design so important? This has been episode 2123 of the CG Bros CG Insider Podcast. See you next time.